class. I'm Megan Enan, your host and diva sidekick. I'm a mezzo-soprano on a mission to change the world through the commissioning, performance, and proliferation of new music. Are you just beginning your singing career? In the midst of building your successful empire, or anywhere in between, I hope you'll join me in this second season as we talk about the ins and outs of both the traditional and non-traditional singing path. It's not always easy, And if your experience is anything like mine, we barely scratched the surface of this in studio class. However, I'm here to give you the micro-actions that over time will transform your relationship to your career. Let's do this. Hey Divas, thanks for joining me for episode number 16. In this 16th episode, I'm attempting to answer one of my own big questions. How do you change the world through classical music? Yep, it's a hefty topic. With the world events going on at the moment, I've had this nagging feeling that I need to devote some of my attention to how my art can be a force for good. Divas, not only do I want to help you make it rain in your business, but I want to help you change the world while you're at it. So here we go. Olafur Eliasson is an art maker who's been able to dream up big projects and see them come to fruition. He's a Danish Icelandic artist known for sculpture and large-scale installation art, employing elemental materials such as light, water, air temperature to enhance the viewer's experience. I recently ran across an article of his on the World Economic Forum blog entitled Why Art Has the Power to Change the World. I'll put a link to all of the sources I discuss in the show notes, so check there if you'd like to read it. He writes, One of the great challenges today is that we often feel untouched by the problems of others and by global issues like climate change, even when we could easily do something to help. We do not feel strongly enough that we are a part of a global community, part of a larger we, Giving people access to data most often leaves them feeling overwhelmed and disconnected, not empowered and poised for action. This is where art can make a difference. Art does not show people what to do, yet engaging with a good work of art can connect you to your senses, body, and mind. It can make the world felt. And this felt feeling may spur thinking, engagement, and even action, end quote. Then he finishes his piece with, quote, I am convinced that by bringing us together to share and discuss a work of art can make us more tolerant of difference and of one another. The encounter with art and with others over art can help us identify with one another 
expand our notions of we, and show us that individual engagement in the world has actual consequences. That's why I hope that in the future, art will be invited to take part in discussions of social, political, and ecological issues even more than it is currently. And that artists will be included when leaders at all levels, from the local to the global, consider solutions to the challenges that face us in the world today. End quote. So with the world events going on at the moment, I'm feeling a bit stuck. Maybe you are too. I'm wondering how the work that I do and that I've devoted my life to can be part of the goodness and light in the world and actively resist against hate. I've been thinking a lot about the point of studio class, not only this podcast, but the actual studio classes that I teach for undergraduate voice students. I know that they are motivated by their love for music, but sometimes that doesn't translate into the application of their musical skills. I know many of them don't want to be like me or live the life that I'm leading with the devotion to performance, but they still want their music making to mean something. So our goal for studio class is to come up with our own personal change the world projects. You can make your project as small or large as you'd like it to be. After all, as anthropologist Margaret Mead has been quoted, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Divas, I want us to be a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens using our art-making practices to change the world. But how do we start? We have to uncover our passions, pain points, and purpose a bit more to do the work that only we can do in the world. Do you remember our elevator pitch from a few episodes ago? The formula goes, I'm a blank who is passionate about blank. My mission is to blank by blank. So I'm a blank. This is your profession. I'm a profession who is passionate about blank, the things that you're into. What do you do? And what are the things that you're into? My mission is to blank how you're changing the game. So my mission is to fill in the blank with how you're changing the game by blank your secret weapon. Perhaps you weren't sure right away what should go into those blanks. And I want to help with that. The clearer you are on how you can change the game or the world with your secret weapon, the better we all are for it. I created some questions to get us started. So I'm going to read through these questions and there'll be some space after each one because I really actually want you to think about this. I really would like you to write it down. Or if you're driving in the car right now, I want you to maybe pause it or I want you to think about it, say it out loud. I'm going to ask these questions and then feel free to answer me. Number one, when you were a child, what did you dream you would become? Number two, what was the most valuable thing or lesson that your parents taught you while growing up? Or what do you wish your family had been able to give you that they couldn't or wouldn't? If your parents are still alive, I want you to ask yourself, number three, what is the thing that scares me the most for my parents? Or perhaps you could ask it, 
What is the thing that scares me the most for my children? Number four, if you're looking for inspiration from a book or movie, to which themes do you turn? Number five, if you were given a week off from work, but you could only use the time for volunteering, where would you turn? What if you were given a month away? What if you were given a summer away? What about a whole year? Number six, what passion or passions of yours are most people surprised to learn about when it comes up in conversation? Number seven, how or when are you the go-to person when your friends need help? Number eight, what is the subject you feel most comfortable teaching? Number nine, if you were going to make a homemade gift for someone else, what would you make? Number 10. Remember a time when you were deeply offended in person by a stranger. What happened? What made you feel offended? How did you react? Number 11, and this is our last one. In which resources are you abundant? So I asked a lot of questions there, Divas. I really want you to go through and answer all of those questions to the best of your ability and to be very honest, because these kinds of questions are going to unlock not only your passions, your purpose, and your pain points. What do you bring to the world that's special, your secret weapon? What are the things that interest you? What are the pain points that you already see happening in the world that you have an answer to or you want to endeavor towards an answer for? Now... We do the work. Katrina Skews McFerrin is a professor at the Melbourne Conservatorium of Music. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but. <laughs> and she has an excellent course, How Music Can Change Your Life. I'll also link to that in the show notes. We're going to use the framework of her course to discuss how you can make music change other people's lives. We'll begin with the first question. How can music influence the body to support fitness and rehabilitation. We know that music has powerful connections to our visceral body bodily experience. 
We've known for centuries that music has been used as an influence for the body, and more recently, we've seen its effects on the brain thanks to neuroscientists in the field. This is a story that Florence Cohen shared with the American Music Therapy Association about her dad. She said, My father lived with strength and determination. A World War II Navy SEAL, Joe Altman, lived by a simple rule. When you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. When dementia struck hard and violently broke through dad's spirit, music therapist Alessandro Ricciarelli entered his life. Armed with six strings attached to a wooden guitar, Alessandro surpassed the capabilities of the most sophisticated medical technology. Each time Alessandro walked through the door, an invisible wall formed around them, creating a comfortable space in which a trusting bond of friendship would quickly form. Alessandro brought with him happiness, encouragement, added a sense of meaning and purpose to dad's life, and, in doing so, resuscitated his spirit. In a most gentle way, Alessandro treated Joe with the utmost dignity and respect. Alessandro's dedication was not limited to actual hospital visits. He took personal time to learn songs that were relevant to Dad and made recordings of their sessions together to be enjoyed at any given time. Alessandro appreciated the power of positive thoughts, and with his kind words, a smile, compassion, and a true desire to make Dad happy— he encouraged Dad's participation, leaving us with cherished memories of my father having one last chance to express himself through music, smiling and enjoying life. In a very real sense, Alessandro was that knot at the end of the rope onto which Dad grabbed. I'm forever grateful to the music therapy program at NYU Medical Center, more specifically to Mr. Alessandro Ricciarelli. Alessandro was the knot at the end of Joe's life. And he used his musical gifts to help walk Florence's family through some of the most difficult moments in their lives together. Music therapy with Alzheimer's patients is just one example of how music can change people's lives in regards to health, wellness, and rehabilitation. If some of the answers to your questions had to do with health and wellness, I'd encourage you to really think about this area in your Change the World project. When I asked about what scares you about the life experience for your aging parents or for your children, I don't do it to make you anxious. I do it to uncover the areas with which you connect on an emotional level to the people around you. You're not alone in your fears, and through your understanding, you can be there and support others. Our next question is, how can music motivate the mind to promote academic achievement? Learning music can happen in classrooms and through individual lessons. It can also be used to promote well-being and foster inclusion of diverse students. We all know personally how important music can be to us as children and adolescents. We also know that music learning doesn't only have to happen in the classroom. For example, in my hometown, there's a group called Art Force Iowa. Art Force Iowa seeks to offer the most at-risk youth in the community a supportive environment where art rules. All programs are based on their three-force model, and the model incorporates life and work skills, mentorship, and advocacy into the art of creative expression. Under their art force pillar, they write, quote, expression leads to transformation. The arts have powerful influence over our youth. When youth learn that they can own that power, they can use it to improve themselves and their community. At Art Force Iowa, youth get their hands dirty right away and have the opportunity to participate in a variety of workshops, including performance, visual and digital arts, end quote. And here's the participant profile for the Creative Pathways program. Participants should have juvenile court involvement within one year of registration. They have to live in our county. They show an interest in the arts, be between 13 and 19 years old, and be available to participate in at least one to two workshops per week. 
I bet that you can think of organizations in your community who are already doing work like this. If not that, I'm sure you can think of or imagine students or young people in your community who would benefit from this kind of program. If your answer above to the question, what is the subject you feel most comfortable teaching, was voice, then getting involved with a group like this or creating a scholarship program at your teaching studio might be the way to begin changing the system. I know that we have a lack of diversity in our classical music pipeline. I bet you know that too. And we can continue to malign the big institutions, as we probably should. We should be upset about their hiring practices. But at the same time, we can show up and be part of the solution in our own way. I know that each institution and organization is staffed full of people who are just trying to do the best they can with the resources they have. You know that as well. Art organizations, music organizations across the country are not going, hmm, I wonder how we can screw people over with these thousands of dollars that we have. That's never been their thought, right? Therefore, let's help them and help ourselves do a better job of making classical music and or voice education available to youth of all colors and cultural backgrounds and socioeconomic status. It does take creative thinking, but it's a pretty damn good thing that we are creative people who figure things out. All right, let's take a breath here. We're going to break this episode into a couple of parts or maybe a few parts. So thanks for joining me on this journey so far, divas. These are tough questions and subjects, and I want to make sure to give everyone time to start processing their answers to the questions at the top of this episode and how that might factor into their own Change the World music project. I hope you'll join me next week. Until then, divas. Episode 16 of Studio Class brought to you by the Sybaritic Singer. Many thanks to Juanitos for the music featured in this episode. If you're interested in any of the links that I talked about during this episode, please see the show notes. Divas, would you like to see me in your hometown? I'm putting together a tour of residencies and workshops for schools and institutions. I'd love to visit yours and do some of this work together in real life. It's easy to get a hold of me. Just head on over to sybariticsinger.com slash services and fill in the contact form. That's sybariticsinger.com slash services. Spelled S-Y-B-A-R-I-T-I-C-S-I-N-G-E-R dot com. there is one very simple way you can support our show to ensure we keep producing more content simply head on over to itunes and give us a rating first subscribe to the podcast and then you can rate the podcast by selecting one to five stars if you enjoy the podcast please consider giving us a five star rating it only boosts the visibility in itunes for studio class it means a lot to me and to the show higher ratings means greater discoverability Thanks, divas. Hey,